This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for joining me today. Mental health issues do not discriminate. They don't care about age, gender, or socioeconomic status. High achievers are high candidates for mental health issues, and sufferers can be struggling beneath the surface, their problems hidden by their career accomplishments. We all face challenges throughout our lives. How do we decide to overcome or face these challenges? It's different for everyone. Joining me today is Amy Renee Havorka, all the way from Australia. Amy Renee is a high achiever challenged by schizoaffective disorder, A, with bipolar, and adult A. ADHD. She is also the founder and CEO of Procurement Agency, Procurement Management. Welcome to the show, Amy Renee. Thanks for that very much. It's such a pleasure to have you. Um, I do feel that mental health is such an important topic in any way we can help others to understand that they are not alone and that they are not different and that we all struggle at time to time throughout our lives. Absolutely. We do struggle at different times in our lives. Um, depending on what we've come across. So I'm just here to shine a light on that struggle and my journey so far. So we are speaking to you all the way from Australia, and I find that this is an amazing opportunity for us to explain to listeners that, you know, across the globe, we're all dealing with the same types of um, issues and struggles and challenges in our lives. Can you tell listeners a little bit about how you were diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder? Yes, actually, I was highly resistant to any kind of psychological intervention. And I actually landed myself in the psych ward on Mardi Gras night, which is a celebration night um, in Sydney. Um, And it, it changed my life. So I locked myself out of my apartment. I hadn't left my apartment for a year because I was in a prolonged um, psychosis for a year and a half. And and then I locked myself out of my apartment and was suddenly on the other side of it facing the world. And um, my neighbours called the ambulance and they took me to the psych ward, which is when they started to say this is possibly a first psychotic episode. And then... um, more, more importantly, schizoaffective disorder, which is a form of schizophrenia with bipolar. And so that's how I got diagnosed. And so how did this impact your life? Did a diagnosis help you finally understand that there is a reason for how you were feeling, how you're behaving, um, and how it was impacting other areas of your life? Or was it, oh my goodness, what do I do now? No, it was a bit of both. It was. Um, I was initially highly resistant. I rejected the um, diagnosis because I had the thought that if you accept the diagnosis, then you accept the um, the injury that comes with it. So I'm like, nope, I reject that diagnosis. Um, but then when I stopped and thought, and they gave me some Abilify, which is an antipsychotic, I saw how far I had gone. And by that I mean... I I did not look good. I was uh, 48 kilos. I was um, very skinny, malnourished. My hair was all matted up. I don't know what happens when you don't leave an apartment for a year, but I looked like a homeless person. And so um, I, 
I suddenly saw that when I took the medication, how far I had gone. And it was like, okay, something's wrong here. And so they're seeing something I'm not seeing, which I haven't been able to see. Let's go into it. Now, you feel that, you know, or you understand that physical disabilities, they have role models and survival stories. Why aren't there any mental disability survival stories? Is it mainly because of the stigma? You know, mental health challenges are seen as a weakness, but you feel it's time to change that. So let's get into that conversation a little bit and try to understand how uh, we can help people change the stigma and, you know, you know, give those survival stories some um some credit. Like I said, I was I was did not only look homeless, but I was a week and a half, maybe two weeks away from being homeless myself. And it's the stigma that's that's linked to it. So most of the time people with mental illness have struggled with their illness for such a long time that by the time that they, they can't handle the struggle anymore, they're in a situation which they can't control. I want to get to them before they get to the situation that they can't control anymore. So there's a lot of stigma around mental illness and around surviving it. Um, I don't hear very many stories of people who've managed to turn their life around after mental illness, actually after diagnosis, so life after diagnosis, or how like we, we hear lots of stories of people who have physical disabilities, how they've been able to overcome their physical disability and achieve amazing things. And maybe because it's more tangible, we talk about it. But with mental illness, it's health challenges. It's as difficult, if not more, because it's intangible and it's it's not easily seen. So to, to overcome it is something that is a, a pretty big deal. You know, let's get into some timelines. When was your, this, you know, first psychotic episode where you were in the hospital? What what point of this in your life? Okay, so that was March 2018. Since then, you have undergone various therapies and treatments and you're taking various medications. So you've come a long way in the last, you know, four years. Um, how difficult was the struggle from that point A to today? Very difficult. My parents um, loved and supported me through all of it for for so for the last four years. Only the last year and a, a bit, a year and a quarter, I've been working because I had to I had to get myself back. I had to heal, mm-hmm. and by healing, you do nothing. Um, I needed to go through a period of not working of getting over um, depression, severe biological depression where I couldn't get out of bed most days. And I just had to believe that it was possible that I was going to get better. Now, the doctors from the psych ward told my parents that I'd never work again. And when they told my parents I'd never work again, they they were changing their will to make it so somebody would always take care of me in the will. They honestly thought I would never work again, but they never told me that. It was really important that they they kept 
positive with me. So I was I was very lucky in that way. For that whole year that you never left your apartment, what was it that you were feeling mentally, emotionally, as well as physically? Because we all know that your physical, your emotional, your spiritual, they're all connected. It's the mind, body, spirit. So what were you feeling in those three aspects? I actually thought I was on a spiritual journey. So I thought I was a very spiritual being with a heightened sense of awareness. I was hearing every subconscious thought, so I thought I'd broken open my subconscious. So when I started hearing voices, I thought it was my subconscious and I was starting to tune into other beings that were communicating with me. So it was like, okay, this is all right. I'm on a spiritual journey. All right, I hear voices now. That's okay. Um, I would just talk myself through it and I'm like, okay, I'm on this spiritual journey and this is this is normal on a spiritual journey and you don't know what you're gonna expect um expect. So when it went to, to hearing voices, to full blown um hallucinations of what I was seeing in the apartment, um, which wasn't pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was seeing in the apartment, um, I thought I was seeing the the feces of um, demons all over my walls and everything. So it was very cathartic when I went back later and painted the walls. But um, mind, body and spirit, what was I doing? My mind, I was researching everything I could about um, spirituality, um, communication. I was I was challenging every thought, feeling, um, expression, emotion, everything that I would I was feeling, I was challenging it and rather than respond reacting, I was responding. I was choosing in each moment and breaking down my, my doctor said I unraveled my mind. We're going to fast forward to present day and, you know, you started um, your company and you think that, you know, you say that this startup, it's a big deal for you because it means that you can trust yourself again. What does this mean? Trusting yourself again. Okay, so that that is a big deal because when I came out of the psychosis and and they, 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 you start taking antipsychotics and antidepressants, and you get out of a situation where you feel like you can't trust any of your senses. I couldn't trust my eyes. I couldn't trust my ears, my physical ears hearing. I couldn't trust my senses. I couldn't trust my intuition. So it was like a, a situation where I had to build myself back up again and slowly trust those things. For me, driving was an activity in hyper-alerted, hyper-alertedness because I didn't have a subconscious to just take me somewhere. Um, I would have to be super alert about every indication I was making or braking and accelerating. There was no automatic manual overdrive going on there. So I didn't even trust myself to drive a vehicle, that, that I would be able to maintain that level of alertness. And so coming back to myself and my confidence slowly and then to have creative expansion like the startup is creative expansion it's I used to say if I can think it I can make it happen and when when I was going through that I stopped believing that and so it was coming back to if I can think it I can make it happen and this startup is it's a culmination of 
of what I did seven years ago in a startup, which wasn't successful, and a new business idea around procurement management, and it's called Procurement Marketplace. And it's a marketplace where you can find procurement solutions and it's got 157,000 categories. And so it's visualizing 157,000 categories into pictures. So it's really easy to use. It's almost like a an interactive Google for um, categorizing procurement. And then um, I fixed price all of the um, consulting services so I put them into work packages so it can be scaled and globally scaled. So it's it's very exciting. It's it's an overcoming of like struggles and backing myself and believing in myself and getting out there again. And it's just in that action of believing in myself, everything changed. You have a very extensive and a successful career history, all while you're trying to conceal a very significant inner struggle. So how did that contribute further to your declining mental health? So, you know, you've come so far, but there obviously was a period prior to that where things were starting to um, decline. There were likely signs. What were those signs and what do you think was leading up to it to cause this situation? When you're a high achiever, you don't notice that your manic is actually putting into work and achieving things. That that was my manic. I don't have the cleaning manic where people say bipolar, they, they clean and they go crazy cleaning and, and then they have depressives. My manic is like getting into work and making things happen. And so your bosses and everyone appreciates your manic, but they don't appreciate your downside which is the depressive side of things where you can't function for a period of time, um, your head doesn't work anymore, and you're energetically depleted. And so that's how I started to notice. I'm like, why is it that every time after I've had a big burst of energy, do I have this absolute lull where I can't function anymore? And I wanted to deal with that. I started to ask those questions and I wanted to also understand why, because I was doing these big projects, uh, I was director of strategic, um, uh, I was director of bringing in strategies from, innovation strategies from the suppliers into um, New South Wales Health Organisation. So it was director of supplier development and and that was my role, and it was a brand new role. It was highly creative, but I still faced a lot of resistance from other directors um, in doing that. And I'm just like, I just want to get into a situation where I don't have this resistance anymore. What am I doing wrong? What can I do differently? And they were the they were the the declining mental health indicators when I started to um, break down my my psyche. Mm. Um, but my family would say that they, they would pick it up much earlier and you do, you kind of look at your life and you go, oh yeah, okay, that was an indicator as well of, um, an inner struggle that I just hadn't recognized yet. I'm so glad that things have taken a turnaround. When we come back, how Amy Renee was able to bounce back from a psychotic episode. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. 
Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Amy Renee shared with us her struggles with schizoaffective disorder. In 2018, your situation became worse and you were admitted to the psychiatric ward of a hospital. What happened from that point that led you to your current success story? You are successful. You are the CEO of a procurement management company. So let's talk about what happened that moment moving forward and where you see yourself in the future. Being a role model for mental health, mental illness, I can say that I have um, been prescribed with a fairly serious mental health issue, which is schizoaffective disorder, which means and it's it's beautifully stated you're you lose touch with reality, and what that means is that you you don't have the connection with reality either through your emotional state or through your psych- psychological state. You have a reality which is alternate to what is happening directly in front of you, which might be happening in your mind. Um, it could be voices, it could be visions. It could be um, hearing things that other people don't hear. I'm I'm medicated so that the symptoms are minimal. So I don't hear voices. I don't have conferences with other beings um, trying to tell them that they don't need to hurt me anymore. And so it's, it's taking all of that really creative energy which was being wasted on um, things that were Mm otherworldly and then harnessing that creative energy into this world um, is the gift that's that's buried in the curse of mental health. So it, it actually enables you to be highly creative. Imagine things that don't exist. And bring those, and then if you you connect it back to this world, then you can bring those into the world, and you've got an inventive state. You you talk to us a little bit about procurement management, and it sounds like it's a big company with many moving parts, and uh, it requires a lot of focus. But it sounds to me like with schizoaffective disorder, when you can focus, you have razor sharp focus, and you've redirected some you know energy to kind of put it in, into good use. Is that how you feel every day um, when you understand that you might be? you know, experiencing something um, that's related to schizoaffective disorder? Do you just retrain your thoughts, retrain your focus, and just get back to that kind of neutral state? That's a beautiful way of saying it, retrain your focus and retrain your, your thoughts. Yeah, it's exactly what I do. I, I start to sense something outside of me is, is, is happening. And... And rather than resist it, I kind of just look into it and go, what can I do with this? How can I take these moving parts and bring them into a way that is useful? And so with with that, procurement marketplace is a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it does require a lot of focus. And 
it's it's because it's a marketplace. You have to build a marketplace. You have to have both sides of the marketplace. So you have to have the professionals in in there that are ready to consult and the clients who want the professionals and you've got to build them both up at the same time. So it requires directing my energy um, in, a, in a large way. But there are still days where I just can't focus or like I, I do have medication that supports me in focusing because I have adult ADHD as well, which is your mind um, has difficulty focusing on any particular category or subject and um, is exhausted with everything that it's thinking about that it um, it works itself into a state but um, with mild stimulants it actually helps you focus have that laser focus and and quiet down the noise behind it so you have the energy to also put into what you're thinking. Um, so managing it all is, it is challenging. Like people say doing a startup organization is brave and um, not many people do it. I find, I think what I like the most about our conversation is that it is real life. Um, I struggle days where I can't concentrate or I don't have the mental state to get done what I need to get done. We all have an extensive to-do list. It doesn't mean that it all has to get done in one day. I feel like the advice you're giving us is that, you know, one day at a time, one, you know, thing at a time, what I like to call it in my own life is order of operations. I get done what I can get done. And I try not to get stressed out about the things that didn't get accomplished. So I feel like your story is inspirational because you are a perfect example of somebody who is brilliant, creative, um, you know, has a lot of amazing ideas, just needed that extra help in trying to get it all together. Um, so I feel like that's the message. Would you agree with that statement and say that, you know, one step at a time, mental illness, there's nothing wrong with having a mental illness. We just have to find the tools and the resources to help ourselves. Absolutely. Tools and resources and one step at a time. I love your summary there. So the tools and resources, the first thing I would say to anyone who's, who's doubting their mental veracity or ability to cope at the moment is seek um, professional psychiatric help. The psychiatrist that I worked with, Dr. Khan, he was unbelievable. He he didn't look at me like I was some um, nutcase or some basket case that he needed to treat and control. He actually engaged with me in the medication um, prescriptions. He he listened to me and what I was saying about what the the symptoms and the feedback was, and it was a really collaborative process. Mm-hmm. It was different to what I feared it would be, and so I'd like to also express that it's not as bad as one thinks it is. Once, like I got, I went into the medical health system. I was taken in um, into the health ward as a um, a warden of the state. So I had no right. Wow. Um, I was, um, they, they say it's a, a scheduled person. I was a scheduled person, so I was a, a warden of the state. No rights. Um, I felt like the worst criminal 
But the thing is, what I notice is there's a lot of love in there. There's people who are doing this because they really want to help people. And it's it's scary. It's scary to think that you've got um, something where your mind is working differently. But there's a lot of things that could be um, biological out of line with your mind or chemical imbalance. And medication is really brilliant. Mm-hmm. I was anti-medication before. I'm now pro-medication. Um, it didn't change me. It didn't change the parts of me that were essential to who I am. And and the reason I say um, Procurement Marketplace is such an achievement is because it's, it's come out of um, the beauty of being medicated and having all of that um, emotional stress, mental illness, anxiety, everything being managed, mm-hmm. being um, put into a a mechanism of control and allowed to have um, creative expansion. I I so respect that you said um, you made a comment about how your mind works differently than others. I think that's a very um, a brilliant way of describing it because all of our minds are different. We're all different people. We all react differently to stresses. Do you feel, before I wrap up the show today, do you feel that you waited an entire year before you had to seek therapy. Do you regret that you waited the year or do you feel that that was part of the journey? I feel like it was part of the journey. My journey was quite a unique one. Um, I don't regret anything. Like people would say, don't you regret locking yourself out of the apartment and <laughs> landing in the psych ward? I'm like, no, that was a life changer. Mm-hmm. That was a path rider. That was the universe telling me, okay, you need to get on the path here. <laughs> And um, the only way you're going to do that and get back into the world and do what you're meant to do is by this shocking event happening. And it's like, okay, I'm listening. What's what's happening now? And you know, you're an ama- you are an amazing success story. Your your journey is admirable, and procurement management is is a really wonderful place. I've done the research. I read all about it. Do you feel that if you wanted to tell listeners one thing, one piece of advice, would it be to harness that energy into something creative um, and that can help get you through? What final words would you offer listeners? I always believe that every every gift is a curse until you find the gift within. So everything, if it seems like a curse in your life, just look a little bit deeper and find the gift within and harness that creativity that's, that's bursting to be um, flourish into something beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much, Amy Renee, for joining me today. Those are amazing words of wisdom. If listeners want to learn more about you, learn more about your story or procurement management, how can they do that? They can do that by going to www.procmarket. That's P-R-O-C-M-A-R-K-E-T dot com. Thank you so much. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, ClaudiaMichaela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com. 
Cobb or go online to find a location nearest you. 